Well, hey there. How you doing? You look good. Have you lost weight? Maybe dropped some of that pandemic poundage? How's your experience been over the course of the pandemic? Have you been working from home? Has it been hybrid? Uh, what, what's the situation now? For me personally, I always had to come into the office. That's just where the studio is, where I do the television show, where I do the radio show. So I've, you know, I've come to the office since the beginning of the pandemic, even when there was really nobody else around. You know, for others, for example, my wife has worked almost exclusively from home, took a new job over the course of the pandemic, and now is facing the prospect of her employer saying, no, we want you back. We want you back at least two, maybe three days a week. So that's, you know, something that a lot of people are dealing with right now. And and what do workers who have either been working remotely or have been working uh, in a hybrid situation, what do they think about being called back to the office? Well, to talk about that, Wayne Berger is on the line. He's CEO of America's at International Workplace Group, which is a flexible workspace provider. Welcome to the program, Wayne. Thanks for having me, Alan. All right. Tell me about what you're hearing in terms of uh, your research and what remote workers are worried about here. Well, it's it's really interesting. What we're seeing is the notion and idea of what work and workplace is looking like is changing every day. So one of the one of the latest stats that we've seen that's come in on on from our research is that forty one percent of workers who have been working remotely or in a hybrid way are really starting to get more and more concerned that their employer will ask them to return to the office full time. And what I mean by that is coming back to the office five days a week, 830 to five, which may have been the case uh, for them prior to the pandemic. So this this level of consternation is, is starting to increase across Canada with this idea of having to go back to a traditional office uh, for most, of, if not all, the week. Um, is there a sense among employers that people are not as productive when they're working from home? I, you know, keep in mind, yeah, I'm reminded of Elon Musk saying, hey, if you're not in the <laughs> office, you know, you're out the door. Yeah, it's really interesting. When, when Elon Musk, when, that, when, the, uh, when, the, when the memo was leaked two weeks ago, um, I think it drove some really interesting headlines. But but what's 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 interesting about that is um, what's happening today. Elon Musk may have sent that message out, and we've seen from a couple other companies like Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan, Co. come out on record to say we want our people back in an office. But what's interesting is those two companies, J.P. Morgan and Goldman Sachs, have actually retreated from that perspective mainly because their employees have pushed back saying, look, we want the ability to work flexibly. So I'm going to throw you a couple of stats. Number one, 90% of Canadian workers want the ability to be able to have more flexibility in where and when they work each week. Nearly half, 45% of Canadians said they would consider changing their jobs jobs if they're asked to return to the office full-time five days a week. And 88% of companies have actually been helping move towards this movement. The 88% of companies in Canada have instituted flexible working, hybrid working. So, so the, the 12% of companies like Tesla, for example, uh, who have stated this on record, who are, who are going to require the people to come back to an office five days a week, they're going to be faced with the simple fact of losing talent. And this isn't even about top talent any longer, attracting and retaining the best of, of the best. It's actually about just attracting and retaining talent. What's, 
what what is really starting to stand out is how important flexibility is for our workforce. And it's not about this idea of productivity or lack of engagement. It's actually about trust. Very few Canadian workers want to work from home exclusively. We're social beings. We like the opportunity to gather and have a chance to meet with, uh, with our fellow team members. But what Canadians are saying is they want to be trusted. Um, productivity has increased during the pandemic. And what people are really starting to see is they love the ability to be trusted where they can schedule their workday to best serve their company, their own productivity, and their own schedule. So that means maybe working from home a couple of hours during the day if it's head down work. Maybe it's going to an office for an important meeting with their boss or their or their team members. And, and most importantly, it's about working closer to home. This whole notion of the 15-minute city is driving a significant amount of interest right now around the world, and, and certainly in Canada, in which, in which people want the ability to live and work within a 5- to a 15-minute walk or bike ride from their home. They want to leave their house, but they want to work closer. And as gas continues to go up, as we've heard today throughout the, throughout the summer months, I think that's going to become more prevalent. Wayne, is there a breakdown in terms of demographics? Is it changed in terms of what we're talking millennial, Gen Z, or you know, or Gen X? Oh, I, I think it's such a good question, Alan. So we were under the impression that millennials were more excited to get back to an office, primarily because they're earlier in their careers, they're seeking mentorship, they want the ability to congregate, to meet with senior senior people in their company, and and have a chance to start building out that career path. What's interesting is. The numbers have come back, which have shown that over 70% of millennials will change their job if they're required to go back to an office five days a week. So it completely shifted what, what our perspective bias was. So it's interesting. It's actually, it's not demographics, it's not age, and it's not different sectors either. This isn't a tech sector versus a finance sector. It's actually across the board um, in which we're seeing, uh, we're seeing Regardless of where people are in their career and, and where they work, they want the ability to be trusted and they want choice in where and when they work. It's been a fascinating conversation, Wayne. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Well, thanks for having us, Alan. Appreciate it. Uh, Wayne Berger is CEO of America's International Workplace Group. Are you struggling with this right now? Do you have a boss that's saying, no, no, I want you back in the office. I want your butt in the chair where I can see you. I think a lot of people are struggling with that right now and hoping that we'll be able to retain some of this flexibility that Wayne was talking about. All right, what else is going on in the news? There's a couple of news stories here that uh, jumped out to me. This one out of Switzerland. 25 people have been treated for burns after walking on hot coal in northern Switzerland. Emergency services were alerted to injuries at a private event uh, in Lake Zurich on Tuesday evening. They said 25 people were given medical treatment at the scene. 13 were hospitalized. Investigators securing evidence and starting an investigation. There's no immediate word on why people at the event walked over hot coal. (laughs) I said, I said, what? Um... Perhaps it has a relation uh, to this story. Uh, Where is this? This is in the United States. 
where a commercial bus driver has been charged with 38 counts of reckless endangerment after blacking up behind the steering wheel while snacking on THC gummies. Uh, this is in uh, Bridgeport in the Superior Court there. Uh, this is in the Boston area. This is where it was. The uh, man was driving 38 passengers uh, from the casino when he stopped the bus on the side of the highway, and then the police found him unconscious next to an open package of Smokey's Edible Cannabis-Infused Fruit Chews. Uh, the driver telling the judge he had no idea. He thought it was just, he just thought it was regular candy. And then he walked across some coals. I, I don't know. Maybe those two stories are related somehow. Um, always be careful. Always be careful when you're eating a gummy. Where did that gummy come from? Uh, this is out of out of Pakistan, pardon me. This is interesting. A minister in Pakistan's newly elected government is now facing widespread criticism and absolute just being mocked online following a plea to the nation to drink less tea. Yes, please drink less tea. Now, tea is a hugely popular drink in Pakistan among both the rich and the poor. There's 220 million people in the country, and the government actually has to spend an estimated $600 million a year from hard currency reserves to bring in tea. $600 million bucks to bring in tea. Uh, the minister said that Pakistanis should cut down to one or two cups of tea a day you know, to try and, try and limit the kind of cash that's being you know, flowing out of the country to bring in tea. Wow. Uh, there are many calls now for him to uh, resign. Take your tea and go home. All right. That's interesting. Uh, the big story, of course, today is uh, out of the Toronto police, where the chief of police, James Raymer, has issued an apology uh, after new data has come out, race-based data, that shows that uh, black population is over-policed. Uh, the stats show that even though blacks are 10% of the population, four out of 10 police use of force incidents every year are involved with black people. My name is Alan Carter. We'll talk again tomorrow at noon.